This is the FITV News Roundup. I'm Oliver Thompson. And I'm Catherine Daniels. Coming up on this week's programme, COVID vaccine update, news from the coroner's court, and we speak to MLA Ian Hansen about the hospital. This week saw those aged 18 to 45 receive their first dose of the COVID-19 vaccine. A schedule for the first and second doses for the Outer Islands has also been announced, taking place in the week beginning the 5th of April. An executive council paper from the end of January states that if the Falkland Islands government does not act soon, there is a serious and significant risk to the King Edward Memorial Hospital. MLA Ian Hansen spoke to FITV about the state of the hospital. Um, the hospital is an old building. You must remember it was uh, it's ooh, 30 years old, no, more than that now, nearly 40 years old. Uh, so things are bound to be going wrong on it. Um, but I think it's probably down to and it's not criticising the people that have tried to keep the maintenance up in the hospital. It's just the fact that there's been a lack of resource. The team that's been working in the hospital for many years now probably should have been five or six, six or seven. It's been two or three. So, you know, that's, that's probably where it goes. And there's always, always is with any buildings in the Falkland Islands, they deteriorate fairly rapidly because of the conditions of the... I, I think that uh, uh, what this assembly and the previous assemblies I've been on have done have always supported the hospital with money. I mean, there's a lot of money put into hospital development at the moment. There's over £2 million being put into that. So I don't think there's money lacking. It's just getting the people to do the job to get it up to the uh, standard we wanted again. And, and that's been worked on all the time. An inquest into the death of Tri Prioji opened in the coroner's court on Tuesday. The identification of the deceased was confirmed by Mr Stephen Bennett and the inquest was adjourned to a later date. In Legislative Assembly last week, MLA Mark Pollard asked for an update on the progress of the new sports facility. Deputy Portfolio Holder MLA Leona Roberts said that FIG is working with the National Sports Council on the project. FIG has been working with the National Sports Council and is close to concluding its agreement for the council to take on the project to deliver a new sports facility for the Falkland Islands. The agreement allows for an initial concept design stage with the NSC proposals for procurement and the rest of the project then presented again to Executive Council at the end of that stage to receive the green light to proceed with detailed design and project delivery. Current estimates given by the NSC are approximately six months to conclude concept design, project costings and project government arrangements and to revert to Exco. The project is being managed by the NSC by a project board made up of the NSC Chair, Mike Summers, Vice Chair, Andy Branley, Treasurer, Sharon Gilbert, and Athlete Representative, Colin Summers. Design, engineering, and project management services will be procured from local companies with relevant experience. Agreement has been reached with Ajax Limited to provide design and engineering services, Vincent Mason will provide legal services, SG Accounts, Project Finance Management, and arrangements are almost complete to provide overall project management advice. It is planned that the groundworks, pitch installation, construction of the building, and all M&E works will be contracted locally, with only the building and pitch procurements coming from overseas. It is envisaged that the NSC, uh, sorry, it's envisaged by the NSC that the project will take approximately two years from agreement to completion. 
The 125th anniversary of camp education was celebrated with an open day and tea party at Stanley House. Students across camp are taught by a mix of travelling teachers, settlement teachers and telephone lessons. Executive head teacher of the Falcon Island Schools, Karen Steen, spoke about what this anniversary meant. It's an amazing achievement and an amazing investment um, by the Falkland Islands and it really shows the commitment of, of the islands, the government and the community as a whole and parents in particular because the drive for setting up camp education was very much a community driven um, initiative. Um, parents obviously wanted to make sure that their children had the best education possible and, and that's still the same today. Government House held a second newcomers reception on Tuesday night to welcome people to the islands. His Excellency the Governor Nigel Phillips welcomed everyone and spoke about how there was plenty for people to get involved with in the islands. I really, really like holding newcomers because it's an opportunity to welcome you to a fabulous, fabulous place. I just want to say thank you to all of those in the Falkland Islands, our MLAs, all of the public services, who allow us to have this wonderful opportunity to meet in this way and I'm just grateful for that as I'm sure you are too. We've tried to mix people who've been here for a while, islanders and newcomers together because I would encourage you to throw yourself into this place. The more you do, the more you will get out of it. It's the classic thing, the more you invest, the more you'll see a return. Please, 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 enjoy the islands please 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 throw yourselves in it's a wonderful wonderful place it's a wonderful wonderful opportunity and it really is down to you to make it as such the toast which i hope you'll find a very easy one to join me in is to the falkland islands falkland's pride was celebrated with a sell-out drag extravaganza event in the town hall on saturday performers took to the stage before celebrating with a disco afterwards at a time with a global pandemic, this was one of the few Pride events that could go ahead worldwide. A couple of years ago, FITV's Caroline Scott with the Watch Group helped plant tussock grass at Sea Line Island to combat the erosional processes and provide habitats for wildlife. I went back to the lodge to see the progress and speak to Sarah Croft of Wild Falklands Limited. So a lot of the tussock we planted at Beaver Pond, even three or four years ago, it's now already sort of making its own babies, as it were, and self-seeding. Um, and these, of course, are spreading, so the more tussock, the more it self-seeds. But also you can see in areas that tussock can act as a bit of a windbreak as well. So where we've planted tussock in some areas, um, it kind of acts as a, a, a physical barrier. So as the wind is blowing peat or other eroded uh, areas, it's kind of capturing that, that peat. Um, and then it's creating sort of more, more peat around the tussock and other plants can get in there as well. So it kind of gives a, a foothold um, for other, other sort of plants. And finally, here at FITV, we are celebrating our 10th birthday. You can watch the special programme this week about the past 10 years at FITV, which is available to the viewers via the KTV Broadcasting Service or on our website fitv.co.fk. Join us next time. Mm -hmm.